Did you watch the Michigan Oversight Committee hearings today? Well, I did. I was pretty disgusted. Wow. It was, uh, it was not good. It was good for the Trump campaign. It was good for an argument campaign. It was good if you were an intellect and respected conversation and were open to different ideas. But it was not good if you wanted a civil discourse. It was horrible in that sense. It was not like any of the other, any of the other hearings in Pennsylvania and in Arizona. This was an embarrassment to civil discussion. And it looked as though this is how you discuss politics or controversial subjects, which shouldn't be controversial, right? It shouldn't be controversial at all. But it looked like as though how you would have a typical conversation with someone on the left. That's how this hearing looked to be to me. Well, I'll get right into that, but this is scriptwriter Steve. This is Barbecue to Movies. Today, we're not going to talk about barbecue. We're not going to talk about movies because we have something else here to talk about, which is all about this Michigan Oversight Committee. And again, to breeze over or to summarize why there is so much circumstantial evidence on why this election was stolen from Donald Trump and then given to Joe Biden. But before we get into that, I got to pay the bills. So hold on real tight. Alrighty, I am back. And before we dive into that Michigan Oversight Committee hearing and uh, get our feet wet in there, I just wanted to let you know that we are back. We are on the way to winning well, we never left. And don't give up hope. Uh, don't listen to the mainstream media where they tell you that there is no evidence. Every single day, Rudy Giuliani and his team are just smashing it in court. Not in court, but in these hearings. And having witnesses testify one after another. And each of these witnesses have, have a, written a sworn affidavit which is good as evidence. In fact, that is as much evidence as you can get in um, a court of law when it comes to being a witness. Now, the media will tell you immediately that each of these witnesses, um, they're nothing. They're a show. They don't, they're not evidence. And that is 100% not true. Let's back up. Back up to the Ukraine trial. Do you remember that? The Ukraine trial where they called their witnesses quote-unquote witnesses, who never witnessed anything, but they were using them as evidence to actually impeach the president. And that was their, they, and they, and that was their example of having a plethora of evidence to, um, to a quid pro quo deal that Donald Trump had actually, um, I guess, did. When we found out, well, um, that was Joe Biden that did the quid pro quo deal, not Donald Trump. In fact, that quid pro quo deal, the Ukrainian president wasn't even aware of any quid pro quo deal. Not at all. So just more lies from the left. And it never, ever, ever stops. And unfortunately, there are so many lies, we can't even trust the news. We just really can't. We can't trust them when they say, hey, there's a crime here, when actually there isn't. Isn't that sad? That is so sad. I don't know where our nation or how our nation has gotten to this point of where paranoia and tabloid news has become the mainstream narrative. It has become the normal. The normal, the normal narrative right now 
In fact, I would say those tabloid, those tabloid um, magazines that we see in the supermarket from National Enquirer, they're as good as the New York Times. I mean, even though one is talking about Bigfoot or UFOs being, you know, abducting people, or the New York Times is talking about there's no election fraud, they're both crazy. They're both completely crazy, right? In fact, I would say National Enquirer, they've probably broken a lot more legitimate stories than ever before. So, you know, it is, you know, it just frustrates the hell out of me. And, and sometimes, you know, I just have to stop and check out. But the good news, the good news is, again, that today we, you know, we saw over there in Georgia a very big rally. It looked like a MAGA rally of just people who were so passionate. It was called the Stop the Steal rally, and it was hosted by um, Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood. They were the guest speakers there. And uh, so many Americans there. Uh, we, we saw a display of God, patriotism, and this is patriotism that I probably, you know, I probably can't compare this type of patriotism. The only time I've seen this level of patriotism was when we got attacked by 9-11, um, and we, we, we saw our nation under attack, and we're seeing this level of patriotism right now. You're not seeing that on the left. You know, don't mistake it. The left they're not patriots. They're, they're not patriots. They want to tear down your statues. They want to tear down Jesus. They, they literally want to tear down. They have a Jesus statue that they're trying to tear down. You know, we have a statue of McKinley here in here in Hawaii, where a small group of Antifa people tried to tear it down. They weren't successful though. You know, you, you see it in in Hawaii, and it is just not right. Not right, not right whatsoever. So, but today, over in Georgia, Blinwood spoke. If you have not, um, you know, heard his uh, testimony—not his testimony, but his speech—you should. Sydney Powell out there, she came out there and and gave a great speech. Um, I I read a lot of her um, uh, her argument when she re- released the Kraken over there in Georgia. And in Michigan, it wasn't covered at all by the mainstream media. Not at all. In fact, they reported it opposite. They said she never released it when they knew she did. How do you like that? They lied. They lied. Flat out lied. And, um, it's be- and why would they lie? Why would they not want you to read what was on her website? And to make it worse, Twitter censored her website. And if you try to Google Sidney Powell's website, it wouldn't come up. Isn't that interesting? Google was was against it. Now, you know, I have a wedding company, as you probably know, and I have a lot of different companies. And when if we put in there, Dream Weddings Hawaii, and we'll pop up number one on the page. Now, we don't pop up under certain other category names like Oahu wedding packages would probably be number six or Hawaii weddings. And that's part of search engine optimization. And you have to, you have to be, um, uh, you have to pay an optimizer and so they can finagle your website so you can get to number one on the first page. And that's always an ongoing thing. But when you're, the name of your company is usually Googled, you will pop up pretty close to the top, if not the top, especially if you put .com on the bottom. Like, not period com, you put the word dot com. So if I put dream space weddings space Hawaii, 
Sydneypowell.com, I'll pop up number one. Now, if you put Sydney Powell's website, oh, I think it was defendingtherepublic.org, nothing pops up. You have to type in her exact URL to her website to, act, to actually get to it. Isn't that just out of my mind? That is censorship. It, I mean, and all of this is so you will not, all this, this is done is so you will not read her Kraken report. Because if you read that, which it reads like an incredible, oh my God, like, like an incredible novel. And, and, uh, and who knows if it is true or not. But I can tell you this, a lot of what she is saying in there, they are being echoed by um, IT geniuses on YouTube that their videos are not being censored. And they're being, that her, her um, entire thing is being echoed by um, white hat, white hat, hackers, I guess white hat means the good hackers, who are giving testimony uh, uh, at these, um, at these uh, hearings in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and, um, and in Arizona. So is it fake? Well, everything kind of lines up. Now, Sydney makes more accusations there. But then again, we have Michael Flynn, and we have General McInerney, who actually, who actually back up her her testimony and say there is something going up. And these are standout citizens. Now, why would standout citizens put their reputation on the line to just lie for Donald Trump, who is apparently a sexist, racist, a Satanist, and everything bad? Oh, wait a minute. The Democrats may think Satanists are, are really good. Oh, he's a Christian, a Protestant. Oh, my God. That must be, one of the, that must be why they hate him. I'm just being... I'm just being a little facetious here. So, but you get what I'm saying here. You know, you have all of these very high moral characters on the side of Trump. Giuliani helped put, helped put away the mafia. Sidney Powell defended Michael Flynn. Lynn Wood defended Richard Jewell. These are really high moral lawyers. I mean, who, <laughs> finding a moral lawyer, a, a, a moral lawyer is almost as bad as, is, is probably the worst oxymoron you can probably get out there. We both, we probably say, hey, you know, a moral lawyer? What, what in the world is that? I always make a joke and say, well, I have to hire lawyers. I have a team of lawyers who work for me because I have another team of lawyers out there in the world who want to sue me all the time for things that I have nothing. I have no idea what. So you have to have a lawyer on retainer in some sort when you run a business. You know, to make sure that you don't, that uh, a lawyer out there who's like money hungry and finds a fault in anything will, you know, try to take all your wealth away. So, you know, you know, to find a moral lawyer, a, a lawyer who will fight for the good is very difficult, but we have them. We have Linwood, Sidney Powell. Um, we have that, uh, who's that other one, one Caucasian lady there who's always like Rudy Giuliani's. I forgot her name, but again, good good people. So now what bothered me with that Michigan um, Oversight Committee, unlike the other committees, um, there were Democrats there and Democrats were allowed in the room. Now, what do we know about Democrats is that they hate debate and they hate conversation. Oh, we know that because if you, you probably have a Democrat friend who who has probably just gotten rid of you as a friend because you're a Republican or you voted for Trump. You wear that MAGA hat to a party, you're dead to them. It doesn't matter if you were friends for 20 years, correct? We all have 
witness some type or, or even experience something like that. And this is exactly what was going on in there. So as each witness was ushered in, um, if there was, and it was very often, that a Democrat representative disagreed with this, with their statement, they would try to stop them from talking. They would try to belittle them. They would insult their intelligence. And these were just private citizens who were coming out there to testify. Some of them were very shy doing this for the first time. They're not career, career testifiers like there's some doctors and lawyers or, or you know, scientists who make a living testifying in court. No, they're not that at all. So, you know, this is, you know, they're intimidating, intimidating the witness. <laughs> this is crazy. So if a, a representative will intimidate a witness in, in a in hearing, and this is a public hearing, they're, 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 they're calling them names in there. What do you think some of these other lower Democrats were doing in these polling booths? Well, they're intimidating the Republican poll watchers. And that's what a lot, a lot of them testified on to doing. Now, now I'm going to go back up here because you know, I just want to make sure I, I, we're all on the same page here as far as why, the, as far as the, the crimes that are, are, that are going on here. Um, one of the major, major um, issues that Rudy Giuliani is arguing, and it's very, very, very valid, is that Republican poll watchers or challengers were not allowed on the premise while mail-in ballots were being opened. And this is very important because the only time, now I'm sure you know, you've, may have voted by mail. A lot of people have voted in person who are a conservative, but I, here in Hawaii, we had to vote by mail and we pretty much followed the same standard everywhere else. And what you do is you, after you, you, um, you, you circle your, who the candidate you want to vote for, you put that envelope, you put that voter ballot into uh, what they call a, a secret envelope, and then you put that secret envelope into another big envelope, and then you sign the outside of that envelope and also put your address out there. And the theory is that the address that you put out there will match the address that it mailed it to, and then that signature will match the one on file. And, and again, you only sign the envelope, you don't sign the voter, the voter ballot. Now, when they, when they receive the voter ballot, the only time where they can verify whether or not this ballot is real, 100% real or not, is if, is if um, they verify the signature and the address and it has to match it on the books. So this is a tedious process with mail-in ballot, balloting and it could take a little while. So to make sure everything is fair between Republican and Democrat, you have challengers who are there when that mail-in ballot is opened. So it's very important that, say, for example, it comes out of the box, it comes out of, the, it comes out of that very secure, secure box where they had collected everything. And then you look at their, you look at the signature, make sure it matches. The Republican verifies and the Democrat um, verifies. So does the address. And then they open it. They watch them open it. Then inspect the ballot to make sure, hey, it looks real. It doesn't look like a printed ballot. Right, and then it goes into a pile to be counted. Once the ballot goes into that pile, it can no longer be verified. So if there's no signature on top of that ballot, say for example, if there's an X on top of there or a heart on top of there, and there's no challenger to say, hey, wait a minute, an X is not a signature, a heart is not a signature, you know, 
um, and they open the ballot and they, and, they just, and they just put the ballot into that pile, well, that all of a sudden that that ballot becomes invalid, and it could be. And again, um, I guess who signs their who signs their signature with an X or a heart, right, or a question mark? And guess what? The challengers had actually seen um, ballots signatures with an X on it, or in fact, they've seen ballots with the same signature over and over and over again, and they were not doing. And the challengers were so far away. The Republican challengers were so far away from the, the, these areas where they're opening the envelope that they couldn't object. Now, now I'll ask you the question, why? Why? When before, in the last elections, they were allowed to be close. Why in this election? Right? And then, why were they then moved further away? That doesn't make any sense. You know, Joe Biden said, he created the most you know, existential voter fraud organization of all time. But the, but the AP said he meant he, he was going to enforce voter integrity, but his lawyers made it so that signatures couldn't, didn't have to be, be verified, neither did address, and that poll challengers can be legally pushed away. Does that make any sense? That's your voter fraud committee who actually makes sure that it's more safe, more integral. No, I don't think so. Bad lie, correct? Another bad lie from the Democrats. And again, our media comes out there and says, oh, there's no, there's no proof of voter, or voter fraud. Well, <laughs> first of all, if you're, gonna, if you're looking for proof, you have to start an investigation. And secondly, you have to start an, an investigation by listening to witnesses say something, that there's something, there's, that there's something here. And then you investigate you know, and find out, hey, is this witness credible or not? Does their evidence hold up? That's what's called investigative journalism. So, but they don't want to engage in any form of investigative journalism. So this is where we are right now. So again, the ballots, no poll challenge. They can't be challenged. That makes that these mail-in ballots should be thrown out because you don't know what, <laughs> you don't know real from fake. You just really don't because you didn't allow anyone to check up on it. So that's number one. Now there's other places over there in Michigan. This IT specialist came out. And then he, this guy's a genius. He looked at the different spikes where the, where the votes were tallied. Now get this. Joe Biden only performed well in four counties over there in Michigan. Extremely well. It just happened to be all Democrat counties or precincts, we'll call them. Precincts is a better word. And, and in these precincts, the machines that were there, they were not technically possible. They could not process that many votes in that amount of time that, that, that the graph said the, the, where, the votes were at, the, where the votes came in. So, for example, in one area, I believe they received up to 24,000 votes. And the machines could only process, um, I think, only 2,000 votes or so in that, in that span of time. Um, that was that's what that's what it was you know possible like be, from a mechanical viewpoint, and um, he explained this to you know the the representative there who was challenging him. He said it you know I mean pretty much it's like you know you're printing your it, you know for me I write you know I write scripts or novels right, and your laser printer can only print so fast. So when you're going to print out a manuscript of about you know two hundred three hundred pages, 
well, you're just going to like, you know, leave the place because, you know, it can't print out that fast and you, and maybe you're, you'll just walk away and about an hour later, it'll come back and it'll be done. Now to say that, hey, you can print out 10,000 pages in an hour when your printer can only print out maybe 300. Well, something's wrong there. If you, if you're reporting there's 300,000, you know, 300,000 pages. So, and that's what happened. <laughs> this, this machine can't count 24,000 um, votes in an hour. Yet there is a voting dump, 24,000, in that machine. How did that happen? How in the world did that happen? Now, it happened in four other counties, and it kept happening throughout the entire course of the entire um, evening. And, um, and this is, again, uh, the way the Democrats explained it was that, well, they just think it's possible, and they're not trying hard enough to explain it. It says, no, <laughs> this, this person who is an IT person who works for the U.S. military, whose job is investigating um, Dominion machines because they are capable of voter fraud um, and they're being used in other countries capable of voter fraud. In fact, they're not even... Dominion machines, which is incorporated in Canada, is not even the machine which they use in Canada because they don't trust it. So um, that's where we're at right now. So, you know, so the evidence is there. You have dead people voting. You have voter machines, um, you know, you know, uh, waiting votes. You have uh, too many votes coming in from God knows where. Um, you have Dominion not releasing their algorithm. And you have this uh, rush to clean the servers, like how Hillary Clinton wanted to clean her servers. And here we are supposed to sit by and say, Donald Trump, just concede. And just, you know what, all the Republicans roll over. The debate is over. The science is in. Donald Trump has lost. And how often have we heard that type of mantra, the debate is over? Well, the debate is over. We heard that with global warming. Right? We heard that with the Russian hoax. Oh, the debate is over. You know, all, the, all the information is in. You know, you know, Trump, Trump colluded with Russia. And here's the thing. It, it is only because Donald Trump puts up a fight that we find out the truth. We, he puts up a fight, challenges, out, challenge, challenges the democratic narrative, which they hate. Again, they hate conversation because the longer they talk, the more likely you'll dig into the details and then you'll find out that their argument is very thin and weak and it, and it tears apart at the fibers so easily. So easily that you, you don't have to go very far. You know, I, you know, I was having a dinner a while ago with this, uh, um, this buddy of mine who's an excellent photographer and he told me that um, stats are like bikinis. They look good, but they hide all the good parts. So and it really rung true. We all, we all had a good laugh about that. But, but it's the, the underlying story behind it the, you know, the, is that when you take a look at all these stats that come out, voter, voter things, and you know, Joe Biden has 80,000 votes, I mean, 80 million votes versus Donald Trump's 74 million. You have to look in the details. The stats are hiding the good parts or even the bad parts, right? And, and the question is why? Why did it happen this way? And having the Democrats <laughs> say that, well, this happened because Joe Biden is the comeback kid. It's just an incredible comeback. It's, uh, you know, it's never been heard of before. And, and it's just, we should just submit and concede. Well, that's not a good enough reason. I want to know why. Was, oh, and they'll say, oh, well, it's because that many people want change. They want, they want to stop the, stop the hurting. Um, they they want to see 
uh, an end to white privilege and uh, and they want more global warming uh, I guess global global warming warming initiatives set forth we want to be rejoin the Paris Accord um, you know maybe it's true and I believe that a lot of people did vote for Biden for that cause but was it to that point of 80 million people because why don't we get this straight the democratic narrative did not change from Obama to Hillary um, to, to Joe Biden. It didn't change. It's always been the same. You're a victim. Now vote for us. We're going to fix everything. We're going to fix your victimhood, and we're going to fix the weather. And we're going to fix it basically by taxing the rich and taxing the businesses that you work for. So if you get too wealthy, then we're going to take that wealth away. We're going to give it to our buddies who, who help us get into office, and maybe you'll get a little, and then you'll vote for us next time. And, and that's the whole narrative right there. Nothing has changed. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right? And we're supposed to believe now that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama, who was beloved. I mean, Barack Obama had black Republicans voting for him. Or white Republicans were voting for Barack Obama because they wanted to be part of this change, this movement of nominating a black president. Even if they really disagreed with his policies, they thought it was just a great thing to do. And to say that, um, again, Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama, that is very, very hard to believe. I don't see it. I really don't see it. Yeah. So now I'm not sure if I talked about this. I'm going to you know, talk about this in a, in a uh, well, I'll talk about it right now. But there was a report that Joe Biden, if he were to become the president, the, they may not actually do an inauguration down over there in D.C. because they're scared that nobody will go or not, not enough. And it would show that the 80 million supporters that are supposedly voted for him are not there. Now, they're blaming COVID on this. They're saying that, well, all of his supporters don't want to come down there because they want to social distance themselves. And they're really scared that Trump supporters would, would just would just line the streets there and with, with Trump flags, and it would be a very bad optic for Joe Biden. They're very scared about this, so they may, they may cancel it or, or try to do something if they get the presidency. But I don't think they'll get it. Again, I'm very, very positive on what's happening here. So... Um, this is the news that was out today. Um, other than that, the, um, the testimonies over there in Michigan were, were very, um, hmm, they were very much the same as I saw in the others. Uh, the Democrats seem to be following the same playbook. Um, kick Republicans out of there, intimidate the voter challenge, um, the, the, Rep the Republican challengers, um, treat them really bad. Um, a lot of, a lot of trucks uh, with uh, plates, out-of-state plates, dropping off ballots. How do you like that? That is strange, right? You're having out-of-state ballots. And a lot of ballots arriving in trash cans, duffel bags. They're supposed to arrive in secured boxes. Now, these people who, who um, signed these affidavits to them were Democrats and worked for Dominion. How do you like that? How do you like that? They voted for Joe Biden. <laughs> so they're not Trump supporters. They're people who voted for Joe Biden who are saying, hey, this isn't right. This is not right. So something is going on. Um, there is definitely 
you know, some type of major fraud that I see. And uh, is it enough to overturn the election? I really think there is. Uh, the um, Giuliani is is there, and Trump, they are challenging um, tens of thousands of votes, if sometimes millions of votes. In Pennsylvania, they're trying to challenge um, 600,000 votes. Um, and if I'm not sure if they're just trying to disqualify these votes or if they're trying to get the legislatures to, to either um, not vote or to, or to uh, not vote or give any of their votes to Joe Biden um, to play toward their conscience. Uh, or Because um, it, it looks as though that's what their strategy is. Instead of decertifying the election, they will say, hey, you know what? Our electors are just not going to go that way. They're not going to vote for Joe Biden. We're going we're gonna to appoint Republican electors, and they'll either abstain from voting or they'll, or they'll um, give it to Trump. And, oh, and here's the thing. It'll look on paper, again, where we say stats. You know, they only look, they only look good on paper. They don't tell the full story. Um, well, on stats, it'll look like Joe Biden won the election um, and that Trump stole it by using lawyers. And, uh, and the electors went against the will of the people. That would probably be the narrative if Trump wins, that Trump is an illegitimate president, and they'll use this narrative to try to, basically, I think, to try to impeach him if he does get in almost every single day that he's in it for the next four years. And, uh, you know, Trump, he's up for the fight. He's really up for the fight again. But um, you know what? Uh, I think he can do it. I really think he'll be up for it. Uh, he was able to accomplish all of these goals. I mean, he was... Let me take a step back here. I know I'm getting off on a tangent. But look at everything he accomplished. Every, every single thing that he accomplished. Um, the only thing which he wasn't able to, to do was to balance the budget. But if COVID didn't get in the way, you know, maybe he would have been able to even get started on that as well. But you know, we had record unemployment. NAFTA was renegotiated. We had we were out of TPP. We were energy independent. We had trade deals up the wazoo with you know you know with uh, with uh, um, China and Korea and Japan. They were, they were all renegotiated for the better. Uh, he had China on their heels. Um, he was out of the Iran deal. He achieved peace in the Middle East without any, dropping a single bomb. Uh, North Korea. We were not at any threat of war with North Korea. And uh, for the first time in, I think, hmm, boy, not since George Bush Sr. were we in a war. You know, that's how long it's been. In every other administration, we were in a war, and he was not. Well, and also, let's not forget that ISIS, ISIS was wiped clean. We didn't hear about, like, um, ISIS beheading people. Remember during Obama's time, he, he called them the JV League, and he, or their JV team, and uh, almost every week we saw them burning people alive or decapitating people. I'm hearing, you know, sick story, sick, very sick stories of, of uh, young girls getting raped and just asking to be bombed on by the U.S. military but because they wanted their pain to stop. And um, that all came to an end. So ISIS, the caliphate, was gone under Trump. And, uh, and all it took was just allowing our military to do their job. Uh, and then talking about the military... 
you know, we, we all of a sudden have a military that's strong again. We have military people getting paid more money. The VA, the vets are being taken care of. On all of this is a great, this is really great accomplishments that he was doing while he was, while, while he was fighting his way in court. You know, while he was dealing with a press that, that, um, that hated him, that didn't want to report on any of this. And um, Joe Biden says, and the Democrats say, we have to start the healing. I mean, when did, again, that's where I don't understand it. When did Donald Trump go wrong? And, and it was the Democrats that, that did everything to damage this country with COVID, with the lockdowns, with Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They're the, they're, they use Black Lives Matter. They, they used George Floyd, the narrative of George Floyd, to turn, to turn people against the cops. When, you know, there's real, no epidemic, you know, there, there, there's no epidemic, um, uh, uh, I guess, uh, systemic failure of a police brutality in, in America. Um, you know, again, there's, there, there's cops who can be buttheads. But they don't all go to a school and agree to be buttheads, like any organization, any any um, any any place, any job. There's going to be bad people. Um, there are nurses who you know killed people before, but we're not you know not all nurses are bad. There are teachers who are you know sleeping with their the the students, but all teachers don't do that. In fact, most of them are great, right? So you know it's it, it comes down to to again. The Democrat versus Republican, and it's really come down to good versus evil. And if you dig into the details, Trump, and I probably lose a lot of friends off saying this, but Trump is the good side, right? We see it. Trump is, is the light. Democrats are the dark. Everything they have done is the dark. Everything they're accused of, um, Trump of doing, is the dark. So, so... And I and I did this one test before, where I I I described I described what Joe Biden did you know, about about like you know you know quid pro quo with Ukraine and then enriching his own family and everything and then I remember talking to a Democrat and says yeah that's why we don't want Trump I said no that was actually Joe Biden who did all of that and their mouth just dropped and then after that they walked away they didn't want to hear and see the truth they didn't want to see the video of Joe Biden out there you know, doing the quid pro quo thing. They didn't want to even hear about Hunter Biden's laptop and all of his deals he did with China. And then, and then, um, Michael, um, that the guy, Bobby Pabaluski, who said that, oh, he did deals with Biden to enrich himself while he was still a vice president. No, they don't want to hear about that because it's following that red pill. It's very, very difficult for them. And, uh, well, anyway, I kind of got off on a tangent here. Sorry, really sorry about that. You know, again, this Michigan Oversight Committee thing, it just really, really triggered me. And, uh, you know, I can talk and talk like so much about this all the time. And uh, but um, I'm hoping your day will be good. It's about 33 minutes into this podcast. I probably should end it here. You know, I'll, I'll be talking about some other things later on, you know, that that uh, that, will, that will probably probably be less about politics just so I can lighten up the mood because it can become same thing every single day right so uh i will catch you later thank you so much for listening and uh that is it i'll talk to you tomorrow